All right. So we have a very interesting um, story to share today. Um, but you know, before we get into everything, uh, welcome everyone to the Knowledge Borner Experience. On this show, we talk uh, everything from mindset, the beliefs, opinions, and strategies of entrepreneurship uh, in the hopes of covering both sides of the spectrum, right? Um, polar opposites of what people are saying out there in the industry, what people are teaching so that um, everyone here can get those knowledge boner aha moments. Uh, take what you want from this, um, take the best of it. And hopefully that, you know, from, from getting value from both sides, you'll be able to actually go in and, and apply it. Right. So you're not stuck because let's be honest in this world of entrepreneurship and marketing, everybody's throwing rocks and throwing so many different ideas and stuff out there. And education can be a double-edged sword too much information can can be detrimental and, and keep you from taking action. So uh, today's topic, where we're going to be kind of covering is um, when it comes to entrepreneurship, the role of what people are calling themselves, you know, vision, visionaries, uh, people who call themselves CEOs, uh, people who say, you know, let's outsource certain tasks uh, in your business to your employees, right? You know, what does that even mean? What are the do's and don'ts? Yeah, what does it mean to be CEO? What does it mean to be a visionary? And uh, you know, can outsourcing even backfire? So it's gonna be really juicy. But how we got on this topic is I'm gonna hand it off to Fung. So Fung, you know, you you texted me the other day, and uh, it's so funny, you know, the the copy of this guy just automatically like super, you know, super frustrated and annoyed, <laughs> missed call, right? Oh man, what happened? So so tell us about what happened, and let's let's go into it. Yeah. So. Um... Kind of get everyone a little bit of context and things like that you know as, a, as i've been working with dylan and you know we collaborate on different things right we do a lot of like coaching and mindset training with people and helping people like get aligned on their business and stuff like that um more like just get aligned on their goals and like what they're trying to accomplish and then um so yesterday i'm sitting there just in uh, one of these community chats hanging out and talking with people and um one of the guys gets on the on the call or gets in the, and types in the chat and is like, "Hey, you know, I think this would be a really good idea to uh, have someone go out and connect with this uh, heavy social media guy, right? He's heavy on Twitter, and so he's like, yeah, I would love if we connect with this guy. Maybe you know, um, it, it'd be cool if someone that you know or someone that we know here can reach out and get contact with them, right?" And so the, what's, what's happening is, um, so we're building this community with the social media following, right? And Twitter being one of the main avenues on like uh, how this space works, right? And um, just for everyone in this, it's, it's the crypto space, right? If you're in crypto space at all, it's like heavy, heavy on Twitter, right? Like Reddit and Twitter. So the as we're helping one of the... Um, artists right like they're actually building their platform they haven't really used twitter and stuff like that so you know you try to use shares and retweets and like get things going well what was interesting was is that the guy that was suggesting this had this idea of like how to strategically get more shares on a tweet right um and it's his idea right and so typically when it comes to like leadership uh or getting projects done that you have a good idea you can't you know, you got to put your, your ideas and stuff like that on paper, right? And then let people know what it is. Um, his immediate response was like, here's my idea. Oh, you know what? I'll have someone else reach out to them and make that connection and see if they can retweet it, if they can get the, uh, the connection for us and have them do it. But I, so 
I got slightly triggered from that. And I was just like, well, I, I think this is a, instead of, instead of being in the public chat and going like, Hey man, this is, I think this would be a really good idea for you. I sent him a, a, a private message. I sent him a DM and I said, Hey man, I, I felt like this was really good, like talking point for you as someone for myself, who's actively building communities and trying to take a, a real big leadership role in the uh, St. Pete area. Right. I said, Hey, this would be advantageous of you just to reach out with them and build that relationship. Right. I was just like, well, while we know someone that has that relationship with them, I was like, you're in this space. This is your wheelhouse, right? Like go connect with other people in this space. So then you can kind of like have this network effect, right? Of like, you just know people that are in the similar lane as you, right? And <laughs> his response to me was fascinating um, because he's like, yeah, this was something that we talked about before, um, but we all... Uh, as a consensus, uh, people, you know, we all agree that it'd be beneficial if some the person who knows him reaches out to him in order to get that that relationship built, so to speak, right? When I and then I told him, I was like, you know, if you go and reach out to him and you connect with them, go have lunch, have coffee, build that relationship. I was like, you may be in a position where you can work on that project and get to retweet yourself, right? His response to me was like. Yeah, I just want to be mindful with my time with them. Uh, so if but if they're uncomfortable doing it, then I'll do it. Right. Like the person who had the idea didn't want to take the action to do and then get the process done, would rather have just pawned it off on someone else. So I text Dylan. I was like, dude, this is like super frustrating. Right. I was just like, all you're going to go do is just connect with this person. So that way you can be friends with them and then possibly do a collaboration later on, not, not looking for the immediate result that you're looking for now, right? Like, I, I, so yeah, it just triggered me because I was just like, dude, you just go and build the relationship, right? Like, it's your project, right? It's the, your idea. So don't you think you would want the relationship and the, the pieces that come with that? Because, mm -hmm. uh, so for example, I think I think a similar along the lines of like your YouTube videos, right? You're when we first started out, you know, your biggest thing that you had with me was like, I'm not, I don't want to do graphic design. I don't want to create thumbnails. And I was just like, but do you want to know how, like, how, you, how it's supposed to be from your brain to paper? And then you can tell someone else like, Hey, can you make this better? This is the best I got. Right. Then it's an easier conversation. Right. So I found it really interesting and I got triggered because I was like, how's this guy saying in his business that he's a leader and has these great ideas, but won't take the initiative to just do it himself. Gotcha. Well, so, okay. So from the guy's standpoint, it's like, you know, he knows he wants it done, but he has the belief that because he doesn't already have the relationship, somebody else probably does that, you know, he, if they don't want to do it, then he'll take it over. Right. Yep. seems like kind of the frame he's holding. Um, so Wally, before we go into it, like, being unbiased, because I know Fung's your brother, right? What's your thought on this situation? Is the guy right in doing this? Is he wrong? Do you agree? Disagree? Um, so I think in in I think in general, I, I agree, but in this particular context, I have to I would disagree. Um, just because I think I think it's a matter of status of the person you're trying to contact, right? Um, and and some, you know, like for, for example, like Jason Capital, right? If somebody just randomly messages Jason Capital, it doesn't matter who you are, like, and you don't have a lot of following or anything, you're not anybody he's not going to message you back. He's not going to talk to you. Right. Um, 
this the particular entity we're talking to is somebody of status in the crypto community. So so he would be a little more difficult to get to. Not to say he couldn't take the initiative to do it himself, but I do think that that's the one factor that 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 is the differentiator is like the level of status of the person that you're trying to connect with because you do need a relationship to connect with somebody if they are somebody of status. That's it. Gotcha. Yeah, so I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, definitely more more tactful because of who they're basically who they're going to reach out to, right? Because I mean we find this a lot, right? And 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 I think because I remember when I asked Fung about this individual, right? You you guys also had like kind of like guided him to the point where he's also starting to outsource tasks and hire help into other categories, right? And so now he's kind of in the position where he wants to protect his time, which you know we see this a lot with people that are in business and entrepreneurship, right? But like, so at the level, I don't know anything about this person, as you guys know, for context of everybody that's watching this, I have no idea. Um, but the level that he's at now, you know, obviously going out and outsourcing, I mean, what 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 kind of level in business of entrepreneurship is this, this person at? Is he kind of more like starting phase? Has he been like going for a while? Is he ready for like for scale? Like, where would you guys say he's at in terms of level? Honestly, I would say he's looking at actually like, scaling a little bit like he wants more processes and more things because he see how much time he's gotten back so i would i would say he's he's well past the starter phase like i mean in terms of like the, the revenue is consistent and he has like like it's definitely trackable right at this point so he's got a track record um i would say that he's at the at the point where he's got to decide how much more he wants to develop the business or so it, does he want to go deep or does he want to go wide does that make sense yeah um okay so if and, and I think you had said this, Fong, like he basically, he considers himself the quote unquote visionary of his business, right? He's a visionary. Yeah. I mean, he's, okay. it's his business, right? Of course, you're yeah. going to be the visionary of that. Right. So when he says that he wants to protect his time and he's, you know, having other people do these things and outsource the task, is he still using his time towards productive activities on the side? Because this the reason why I ask, because this is what I see a lot of people do is they understand, okay, I'm in business. I want to protect my time. I'm ready for doing this and that. I'm ready to go and outsource. And then they, they, they just start going and outsourcing things. But, you know, in my opinion, and from books I've read, like you know, clockwork, right? Um, it, you know, everyone talks about this is, is when you outsource a task, you still must be doing the higher level revenue producing activities, right? So in my, you know, my case, like I, I, I do sales number sales is number one for me, like in anything, right. You know, sales must still happen, generating conversations, closing deals, you know? Uh, so, so in my case, if I go and outsource things like this editing, video editing, I, I don't have time for that. Cause I'm too busy managing the team, running sales calls, hopping on follow-ups and actually doing an activity that generates freaking revenue. So it makes sense for me to outsource those tasks. Right. So yep. would you say in this guy's particular case that that's what he's doing? Is he out there like still doing revenue producing activities or is he just quote unquote saying the visionary and just outsourcing? I would say it's a little bit more, I think he's on the line of, of that, right? Where he's not a hundred percent sure where he wants to like grow his business, meaning like he hasn't got a clear vision on what he wants to do with it. Right. Um, and this goes back to like something that we've had in private discussions, right? On like, what is the real objective of your business? What are you trying, what level are you trying to get to, right? Are you, is it more of just like a revenue thing or are you actually trying to help like, you know, people get their stuff launched into that, to the space, right? And so that's a, that's more of a, of a him question on that. So I can't hundred percent answer that, 
um, because I just don't know his goals, right? And even if I've asked him what his goals are, something like that, he wasn't able to respond to me. But Wally, Wally may have a better indication since he kind of works a little closely with him. Um, yeah, great. So I, I think that um, in terms of your, your question specifically, where it's like, is he still doing revenue generating activities? Um, yes and no. Uh, the, the difference between you and him is just that your specific skill set is the revenue generating stuff, right? You know, you do the sales, you do the calls, you do the, those things. Um, that's not his skill set, right? He actually outsourced the sales. So, so his, his uh, executive assistant or whatever, they do all the, the, the sales, all the scheduling and all that stuff for, for his business. Uh, so, so he doesn't have to focus on the sales side that revenue generating side, but he does still have to work on the tactical side, the marketing and making sure that the traffic stays up and, and like in terms of the marketing. Okay. And do you, do you guys agree with that? Like, and so like, listen, the reason why I'm asking is it's a good topic because um, in the sense of outsourcing, so cool, he has sales outsource and he wants to quote unquote protect his time. But then you have people like, you know, freaking billionaire Mark Cuban who acquires the Mavericks and on the day he comes onto the team, you know, people on his team are like, oh, what are you doing? We got this. He's like, no, no, no. He literally picks up the phone, calls every single person who was, has, you know, season box sit seating tickets and says, hey, I just acquired, I just acquired the team. And, and, you know, I want to introduce myself and see if you guys will still remain season ticket holders. Right. And, you know, and Mark Cuban said like, no, this is as owner, this is my responsibility. Right. You know, the, he's a billionaire, you know, his time's valuable. Right. Yep. You know, so in the case of just playing devil's advocate, you know, in, in, in Funk's scenario, like, yeah, sure. It makes sense that it's, it's hard to outreach to somebody who's of higher status. This individual could take responsibility and do so, but, but what y'all's opinion, what's right, what's wrong. And, and, you know, if, you know, if he's not putting that, that activity of protecting his time into something that's even higher level than what he outsourced for sales, you see what I'm saying? If I pay $10 out here, but this is, this activity is making me a hundred. That's the whole point of outsourcing. So do you guys agree with, with what he's doing or do you think it just doesn't make sense? Um, so in, in my honest opinion, right, I, I think because he's at a certain status that he can use that to his advantage, right? And so I think he discounts himself. I think I don't think he's right. I don't think he's necessarily wrong. I think there's just a, a better way of him going about that, that, you know, he's just not seeing. Right. And then I think it's more about where I harp on, like building the relationship part in businesses. Right. Like just like Mark Cuban calling season box ticket holders. Right. He's building the, he's building the relationship with each person. Right. Yeah. How many times do you, you know, you have a phone call from the exact business owner that's making, you know, he's making a million, you know, a hundred million a month. Right. Like, and you get a phone personalized phone call. It's like, Hey, I just want to introduce myself. I'm the new person, such and such, you know, what's up. I would love to talk to you. Right. And I think it's that type of leverage that, you know, a lot of people don't think about. Right. And so that's kind of like what triggered me was, is like, it's like, dude, you like, don't, don't belittle your status by no means on where you're at. Like you can, you can definitely have that conversation with him, whether you want to believe it or not. Right. And um, so I just think I don't think he's doing it wrong. I just don't think he had the right confidence. And then when I see someone not have that confidence and believing that they could take the charge and do it right, it triggers me a lot because I was once that type of person who wouldn't take action. And because I felt like I didn't have the right confidence until I started breaking my own beliefs in that. Right. And this is like, no, I like I need to build the relationship because as a business owner, like I want to do everything from top down right from bottom up 
I want to, I want to be in the weeds. I want to know what's happening. Right. That's like why, uh, one of the biggest reasons why I built a local, you know, networking group was because the small business owners is like, they're in the weeds all day, every day. That's what drives like a lot of the economic things in a city. Right. So that's like, you know, so what would you, what, what's the relationship of the atmosphere of like, obviously when he posted this and said, Hey, can, can somebody do this? Right. Basically outsource the task. Cause it seems like this kind of like group of community of, of contact that you're in. I mean, obviously you guys aren't employees. It sounds like you're all kind of like in the community. Would you guys just say that you're all just partners? Uh, I would say, think of it more of like a volunteer group. Right. Cool. Okay. Um, so it's so a good, good prime example. So in this, in this scenario, right. It's a little bit different, right. We're not outsourcing this to quote unquote, your employees. Yep. Right. You know, it's all a group of people who are on the same mission and same vision. Right. And then you have someone who comes in and just posts and says, Hey, someone, someone take care of this. Right. How do you establish the dynamic for people that are in those, those situations of like, you know, Hey, we have this community. We're all on the same path. We're not, quote unquote, we're not necessarily like employees of each other. We're all just trying to work together and accomplish this task. But then you have somebody who's not taking action. You know, how do you, how would somebody handle that type of dynamic? How does the situation change? So, I mean, I'll definitely hop in for just a second. <clears throat> and uh, so the dynamic is basically the, the willing volunteer, right? Like you got to willingly participate, if that makes sense, mm -hmm. right? So everything in there is willing participation. So, so if you participate and, and you don't execute at a certain level, that's great. But just like in terms of how the community works and how people are rewarded, it's based on the work, right? People who produce work, people who, who like actually make the engine run are going to be the ones that have the say and have the pull. So if you like lack on execution, then you're, you know, the weight of your contribution is going to go down slowly, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. People will stop looking at you for leadership. They won't include you into certain projects because, you know, well, now you're just asking a lot, right? So when it comes to like, when I think about this, especially in community, the community that we're in, when it's the whole willing participant, right? Is that instead it's, it's, it's they're no different in business right you don't immediately ask for the sale right you don't immediately ask for and for favors and things like that because you know people are connected and things like that i think there's just a better way of communication a lot of people so i equate it to um i think we had a discussion uh, a while back on like just sales in general right using the word program in a sales script, right? When we were talking. Oh about yeah. It. Backfires every time. <laughs> really? Every right. Time. Immediately it puts in that program into someone's brain, right? Like this, this, this complicated process that hones in. Right. So ever since we've had that discussion about like terminology, right. It's kind of stuck with me a little bit. So instead of immediately going directly for the sale, right. In this case, like immediately asking for someone else to go and do outreach, right. It's Hey, could you invite this person out to one of our events? And I would love to an introduction to chat with them. Right. I so like instead, instead of taking the immediate approach of like, hey, can I get someone in here? Like, hey, can I get the introduction? Let me take the process a little bit longer, right? Let me extend it by two or three steps because I know this is what we need, but I need to be the one to build the relationship because if I'm going to lead that project, I should be the one talking and having that conversation. Right. So that's what I think about a lot of the time here is how to effectively like take leadership of that project by going, I just need the introduction. I'll take care of the rest. Right. Well, what about the dynamic of, cause it, it's, what's interesting about it is if you have this community of people who 
obviously and they're you know they're all at different levels right and not necessarily maybe everyone doesn't really kind of know of like what level each other is at right you know take take y'all's example right what wally has accomplished in terms of generating revenue his skill sets with you know someone like jason capital or even if someone as high status as jason capital were to be a part of an organization like this and yep. you know you're all part of the community and then someone's like hey you know go do this and you know someone at wally's level or even jc's level would want to go to another individual and be like hey you know wants to give them advice but maybe they're just not receptive of it Right. It's like, you know, so it, it kind of, it's this weird conundrum because how do you say like, dude, I've generated fucking multiple millions of dollars, ran organizations and be set branding, you know, you know, know how to grow a company. But then, I mean, let's be honest, a lot of people in the crypto and, and NFT world, you know, just because they're a part of it now, we, a lot of people put themselves on a high horse, even though they haven't really like accomplished anything. They think just because, oh yeah, this is going somewhere. We have this amazing idea. You know, this idea is going to be provincial and it kind of like boosts them up, but they haven't actually accomplished anything. So how do you manage that dynamic of like, okay, I'm at this level, but this person may not be receptive. I don't want to come across as an asshole. Right. But like you haven't done <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? yeah, so so how, do, how do you guys manage that kind of dynamic for what even the levels you guys are at? That, that's funny because we were actually talking about this a little bit earlier today, right? When uh, actually we we're talking about this last night with another fellow community member, right? When it is that type of, when it, there is that type of disconnect and misunderstanding, um, results is what matters, right? So we, we, Wally and I take it a lot upon ourselves to what I call steer the ship, right? There's a lot of captains hanging out and stuff like that who say that they're captains, but no one's taking the wheel, right? And so we took it upon ourselves. It's like, I, I'm going to take the wheel and I'm going to show you. Uh, yeah, keep talking, keep, keep misunderstanding and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, what will happen is, is that I've, imp I've put together my, the idea that I had. I put together the framework. I talked to the people that are necessary to have this executed. I did a value exchange. And then we got shit done. Yeah, just to piggyback that, I would say it, the the example is is 100% lead by example, right? I mean, and, and that's a great business principle too, in general. Um, you know, if you want something done, you know, it, it, you can't really give ideas. You got to do it, right? Especially in a community like that, where people are, it, we have a lot of smart people in there, right? There's a lot of ideas that come in from multiple different angles all the time, right? And and it's funny because I, I literally will, will will tell them, I'm like, hey guys, like these ideas are super great, like thank you, but like but like what are we gonna actually do with them, right? And I, and I have right. to be that guy. I'm do, yeah. like I literally am that guy every yeah, day, super every time we're in a meeting. Um, you know, and I'm also the same guy that doesn't let meetings go longer than 30 to 45 minutes, if at all possible, because with all these ideas going, people just talking and like, they feel like they're contributing, but they're really just causing more confusion, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. And then when you go to try to execute one idea, the next time you have a meeting, people throw fucking more ideas and you can't stay on just one path. Right. So yeah. it's like kind of like controlling a herd being like, okay, cool. No, you guys are excited. Let's put this on the back burner. Let's just set a plan and go and execute, which is why everyone falls into the trap of shiny object syndrome. Yep. Right? They're just looking for all these new strategies and ideas and really anchoring down to like that one thing. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, it, it, to, to your point, it is kind of like hurting. I think one of our friends said it kind of was like, like the best. She said, it's like, it's like hurting feral cats. Like, yeah. You know, it's like, they're all like pawing at you and like, and like, you know, ah, like they're doing their things and, and they, you know, but it, but it is kind of like that. And and is literally, you know, lead by example, you know, cut through the confusion and then, and then show results. Right. 
because in this in this particular environment, <clears throat> they're not going to look at the people that contributed ideas and didn't do anything. They're going to say, oh, like this person said they were going to do this. They were they did it. They executed on it. Look at this awesome result. And they're like, okay, well, like in this scenario, if I want to run something very similar to what this person contributed with, I'm going to go with their their input because they already crushed it for us. Like, why would I look right. at someone else's idea if that makes sense? Right. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that's perfect timing, right? So I actually, I went on and just on the subject of like employees, accountability, leadership, I, I went on, I went on YouTube, pulled it up. I'm going to share my screen here for everybody to see. And, you know, one of the goats, Seth Godin himself, you know, has a, a, an awesome video called leadership versus management, right? What it means to make a difference. And, you know, this is a prime example. He says here on the left-hand side that managers will actually be like, do this, but leaders will actually be like, let's go. They take the charge, actually do exactly what Wally said. Like, let's just let's just go do it, lead by example, which I mean, which I agree with. I think that anyone in the case of like this scenario should be the one who leads by example to show instead of just going and just saying, hey, go do this, go do this task, or hey, contact this person, right? Oh, I got I gotta protect my time. Like you get you get way more done. And I think by you guys know this back in the days of network marketing, right? You know, your team's only gonna do as much as they see you doing, right? It's like, hey, I'm gonna run yep. with or without you. But if you don't run, they're gonna do nothing. Right. Yep. Um, and, and another and good it, one. Go ahead. Interesting. Just to piggyback on that real quick. And it's like, it's like in, in, in organizations and just like when you, when you hire somebody for your team or anything like that, like everybody has this, this paradigm where they're like, Oh, you know, I've accomplished all this stuff already. So they should care about what I have to say. But the reality is that this is your first time interacting with this person. They don't yeah. give a fuck at all. Yeah. What you have yeah. to say <laughs> at all. Yeah. And so you actually show them that, you know what you're doing. Right. Yeah. And just by, just by like doing and stuff and be like, Oh, holy shit. I think on too, cause, cause you guys have your meetings. What weekly Do y'all have like these meetings, like once a week, many meetings. Oh my gosh. Weeks. There's like, there's like there's different so many teams. different meetings. Yeah. There's like a meeting almost every other day. So I guess in that type of dynamic, I guess the only way to kind of show the credibility factor, just y'all's point of leading, um, would just be to start off. I guess if you're the person of a cohort like that, and you're just like, hey guys, here's what, it, here's here's the results. Here's what I've accomplished since the last meeting that we that we executed on in terms of an idea. This is working. We're double down on it. When everyone else is just showing up with ideas, I think that would kind of level up the status, right? That, that's, that's pretty exactly much what's happening, actually. That's, that's there, there, there you just go. Subscribed it to a team. Yeah, you're the, yeah. You hit the nail on the head, like the because uh, we just ran an event this past weekend. You know, um, hit the boner on the head. That was a knowledge boner. So it was a much yeah, I hit the boner on the head. Um, boner. But head. this last event was essentially the official like launch of this community, and we had we had about eighty people there, and we had over hundred and twenty people RSVP only two weeks of promo time too, 14 yeah. days. Yeah. Nice. 14 days of promo time for an official launch, got the venue locked in and everything like that. And that was us. That was literally us going, we're going to, we're going to steer this ship and we're going to let this, we're going to show you what this community can really do. Huge. Yeah. So in terms of accountability too, found this other one, uh, for those that, that know kind of the entrepreneur world, um, the Hermoses, like Alex and Layla are, are huge, definitely big fans of uh, their channel. And I really resonate with Alex himself. But what's interesting about this dynamic on the channels is um, Alex is more of kind of like the branding, the marketing inside. And the reason why his companies are so successful is because his wife, Layla, um, handles everything from operations. 
Like they literally have their perfect dynamic of where he's here and she's just a freaking monster operations. And what's cool is both their channels cover just that, the, the operate the, the same thing. So her channel is all about operations. And she did a, a video called how world-class leaders hold employees accountable. And one thing that she said in this video that I really like, want to share with everyone is that she thinks of the role of CEO as CAO. So instead of executive officer, she thinks it's chief accountability officer. Right, we're really being the, the the weeds of holding everyone within the organization accountable, um, but also understanding that if you're the CEO in terms of the executor, right? So for those people that see this, like, oh, I'm the visionary of my company. Well, if you don't have an executor in your company, if you don't have a CEO that you hired, like, you have to be the fucking executor. Yep. Period. Like somebody has to execute, whether or not you want to think you're going to go and just start on day one and start start, you know, outsourcing tasks. Like somebody has to pave the way first. And, and still continue paving the way while hiring and leading by example, which is, you know, to Wally's point, like it, it has to be done. So you can't call yourself a visionary and CEO and not execute on those tasks, right? And uh, one of the kind of things I like here is she kind of broke accountability down into two phases, right? The left side is tactical. Um, tactical is things like, you know, all right, hey guys, if you show up to a meeting, like be presentable, like don't show up in a wife beater, right? You know, here's the times, like, like show up on time. You know, just say, laying the foundations for stuff that a lot of people feel uncomfortable to kind of bring up, right? Just because, you know, you kind of have that dynamic with your team if you know entrepreneurship. And developmental is just exactly that, like turn things like skills and, and mindset and having them develop in their their career and holding them accountable to like learning those tasks and stuff. So tactical is tactical, developmental is exactly what it is. But I thought it was just an interesting perspective. Um in the terms of uh, accountability and, and actual execution, because I think a lot of people don't really talk about that way. I think a lot of people get into business uh, business and have a goal and they put themselves on such a high horse that they just don't think that they should be the one executing. And I, I just don't think that's the right way to go about it, in my opinion, right? Um, that's why I hate, that's why I hate, I hate lifestyle entrepreneurs. So right now I was listening to the show. Like I hate, I hate that term because it means just like, Oh yeah, just have your business like fund yourself and I want to travel and, and just make all this income. And it's like, well, dude, somebody has to be running the business and someone has to lead and somebody has to pay the way. Like that sounds cool in theory, but um, unless it's Somebody's like investments, <laughs> yeah. If it's a business that's providing, you're fucking working, right? If it's investments that's providing, then yeah, cool. It's it's passive. Um, but so on, on terms of accountability, is another good one, right? Because we, we we run into this even with our organization. I'd like your thoughts on this. So Let's say you're the visionary, you're the CEO, you're holding people accountable. It's your business, your brand. You know, you guys have your own goals and you go, you hire, uh, you start outsourcing tasks and there's people on your team, right? Now, what happens if somebody on your team, you know, doesn't either, doesn't agree with like what you're doing for branding or, 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 or disagrees with uh, a strategy, right? You know, in terms of taking feedback, like even at this, this guy's example, um, if you guys give him feedback and give your opinion, you know, is there a point where, you should be receptive to the feedback of even of your employees and peers, or is it like, Hey guys, this is my idea. This is my thing. You know, you guys are here to be a part of it, but let's look, dude, it's my way. Like either deal with it or not. Right. What, what do you guys think of, of how to kind of draw the line there and, and, and be receptive to that kind of feedback from the outsource outside sources? Cool. Uh, I'll hop in. Yeah. Uh, so I think that I think the first thing that they consider is, is the level of experience of the person that's talking always. Yeah. Right. Um, meaning that like, if it's just somebody that's been there for a month or two and they're giving you feedback on your, I mean, I don't, I don't really care. Um, 
yep. uh, in terms of like length of experience in your company and then length of experience in the skill set that you hired there for, I guess, two, two levels, right? Because um, sometimes that, you know, people, when they first see something, they just don't understand it. And so they're like, oh, I don't like that. And so that's, I don't think that's valid feedback, right? Now, I think that if somebody has been with your company and like sold with you for a while, and especially like been an intricate part of developing your programs and things like that, if they give you feedback on the marketing, you should definitely listen, right? Like that is, that's the requirement of you as the business owner, because you're not necessarily always in the weeds and can't see at the level that they see, right? So, so that's your, that's the trust that you develop in the people that you hire to give you that feedback so that you can make decisions. Um, just to give that a little more context, right? So um, for when I was running sales with JC, one, one system that we set up was, was a way to give the marketing team like actual feedback from, from the sales data. Right. So, so we were, we were going through conversations and basically like, like showing the marketing team, Hey, this is what the person was interested in when they first, um, when they first talked to us, right. They kind of mentioned stuff about this video or like they mentioned this keyword that, and that's how they came in. Right. So then we got, so giving that feedback loop to the marketing team allowed them to make, you know, better content. So that way we could generate higher quality leads, even though we were posting less content at the time. Does that make sense? So like, oh, absolutely. So like, yeah, developing these, like, these, like that's an essential part, like getting the feedback from, from your employees, the people that work with you to, to tune those systems in, right? Because, because you don't want to have your bias always be the thing that drives the marketing, right? Because it's your customers, right? And your customers change, you know, a 28 year old male right now is different than 28 year old male 10 years ago, right? They got different, you got different struggles. You know, they probably have more problems with porn, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, versus like 10 years ago. So it's just like the identity changes. So you need to always have that in mind. Um, so that's my, that's my two cents. True. I agree with that. I mean, we do that now. We are, we have our sales team coordinate with marketing. Um, and I mean, even down to things like objections and resistance so that, you know, when it comes to marketing, we know what kind of content to create to be able to help the sales team with overcoming it. So those definitely go into unison. Absolutely. I agree with that hundred percent. What about you, Fung? Yeah. So to kind of piggyback on that, like what happens in that? So because that's really good for like the business side too and i think it goes back to like what kind of business are you trying to build right because then that allows you to kind of cultivate a culture inside right um so like as a business owner itself right like for me to hire someone i just want i want them to be bought in on the things that i'm doing right now that's if i'm hiring internally right so if it's like a if it's an organization and i have a team of 10 people Right. I want them to be fully bought in on the things they're doing, but also being aware of like their own goals and ambitions as well, too. Right. Does the, the does my business allow them that capability? Right. Like, do they have that type of like freedom control where they can like, OK, cool, I'm really going to work in this business uh, for the next like six years and really grow help them grow and develop the things like because I believe in I believe in the business owner. I believe in the mission. I believe in the vision. Right. Um and what happens in that, right? Like you'll, you'll build a really good team. And then as the business owner, as like the CEO, you would want them to be receptive of their employees and things like that. That's happening because they're, they're, they're the ones that's talking, that's talking directly into the market. Right. And then you want to make sure that you're being fair to them. You want to be fair to your employees, but also to your market. Right. So it, as a business owner, it's not, um, I, I think Wally, Wally's mentor, Jason, always uh, his his phrase is, you know, um, determined on the outcome, flexible on the method. 
right? So it's being able to be fluid and being receptive to like what your employees or your contractors are saying that's happening in the market and being able to pivot uh, accordingly, but still being able to maintain like your, your goals, your ambitions and what you've really aligned on, right? Like, all right, cool. Like if, you know, if like my, if a sales guy didn't is saying, Hey, like my VSL is fucked up or the VSL is not, not messaging well with what's happening in the sales conversation. Can we change it? I, I would want to be receptive to that and go, okay, cool. What's being said. And then, all right, let's, let's workshop it out and like figure out what's in the VSL that needs to be worked. Right. kind of goes yeah. back to that languaging and verbiage and stuff like that too. Now I can't get caught up in my own self as a business owner and being like, nah, like, my way or the highway, right? I, I have to be open-minded to know that like, I may be wrong because live feedback is the best. And that's like the why, that's why us as business owners and entrepreneurs seek mentorship is because the thing that we're doing may not be working because we want to get to a certain level. Gotcha. Cool. And then, so, you know, you know, finally let's kind of recap it out. What's the, what's the game plan with this individual? How are we going to, how are we going to move forward? <laughs> lead by example it it just goes back (laughs) to leading by example in this case right um i had a funny enough i had a conversation with the individual yesterday um with with, with someone else completely separate right i actually didn't tell you this um but he was he's also in this community but he's also a business owner right and then at some point he felt uh he was in the beginning stages of this community that got built up and stuff like that and he uh he was feeling some type of way he, he wasn't being included in all the conversations that were happening and stuff like that. He felt like he's, his ideas weren't being uh, validated. Uh, he was, like conversations were being moved around him and things like that too. And then um, I had to, I had to lead by example on this one and go, Hey man, like I had to have a serious conversation with you one on like on two levels. Right. This is like one, like what's your actual goals and ambitions and that you're trying to achieve with your business. Right. Then how do you see this community? How do you see yourself being a part of this community with those goals, right? Because you can work with both in tandem, but you know, you can't be, if you're not, if you're feeling unseen and not received and unheard, then are you, are you showing up and being combative and always being confrontational with people? Or are you actually being showing up and being receptive, right? So uh, my, my recommendation for him was to show up and be receptive, right? Just take the feedback. Don't, you don't have to put in your two cents, listen to what everyone else is doing first, and then see how you can fit in, right? See how you can see your ideas get placed into the, the framework, right? So it's about like, um, to, to me, I equate it to like, yeah, look, with, with everyone in this community, it's going to be like, we, we have to lead by example and show, show that it can be done, um, like by your own hands. Right. I mean, so, so do y'all think like it's better in those type of environments just to, just so people don't feel like quote unquote, their ideas are not being validated, um, just literally just assign certain categories of roles for each person where the only ideas they're allowed to put forth is just that role and responsibility. You know what I'm saying? Instead of have everyone just kind of throw them out there. Is that kind of how you guys do things or no? Um, no, everyone kind of has like their own like lane that they think they're really good at, or they want to be a part of. 
right? Like you have developers, you have marketers, you have different artists, you know, people have their different skill sets. Um, what, what they're not, uh, <laughs> what they're not 100% honest with themselves is um, that they mainly use this as a social event, <laughs> as a social gathering type thing, right? Like reality is, is that a lot of people are really looking for friends and camaraderie and a community to really build with, right? And that's what they, that's what they have to be upfront with. But this is a community I want to be a part of, right? And so then you figure out how you mesh with each part of the community, not just one thing, right? Because you want to grow and develop with it. Now, a lot of people don't think about that, think about creating a community that way, but you want to be actively involved in each piece, may not be leading each piece, but you want to at least see what happens. Cool. Sorry. So final curveball. This is going to be, this is going to be really good for the, the people that are listening and viewing. Okay. Cause a lot of people don't know this about, about these two Fung and Wally. Okay. So they have three dynamics. Number one, they have their business. So they're the business dynamics between each other and, and their, their VAs and, and everyone they have hired. Number two, is a community dynamic, which is different, different, right? It's more unique, you know, not everyone, they're not employees necessarily of each other, everyone's turned on. And three, they have an interesting one, which is family dynamic. They actually have businesses on the side with their actual family, right? So how the hell, you know, when it comes from mixing family to business, how are you guys managing that dynamic of like, hey, we're doing this in this space. I know you guys have stuff going on crypto, you have stuff going on real estate, but you know, from the family, you know, not necessarily everyone in your family is into business entrepreneurship. You guys have these experience, but how do you navigate that conversation with actual like blood relatives of like, hey, you know, we've done this, we've done that. You know, they're really excited with ideas, but maybe they don't know how to execute or anything. And, and without coming across like, hey, confrontational and still keeping it professional without, you know, pissing off your siblings and your parents and all that stuff. So, you know, give, give, give everyone feedback on that because it's, it, that's an interesting topic. That's funny. Yeah. Um, so, so for me in particular, I, I generally, I generally ignore them and pepper them with my social media until, until they are receptive to what I have to say. Um, yeah. and what I mean by that is like, generally speaking, like it, it's kind of like, I'm the youngest in the family. So I, I, I it's kind of like beating a, you know, going against the wall in terms of like, like fighting that battle, like the age gap is big. Like it, it's just not the, not the good dynamic to work off of, but what they do see is my social media. They see, Oh, like he's traveling. He's like, got, you know, he's doing some cool stuff, hanging out at these you know, community events, all these parties and stuff. <laughs> like maybe I'm not doing that. You know, they're not, they're not doing that. So it's like, maybe he knows something, right? It's like, maybe. And so it's like, like, it's kind of like that, that residual effect of like, of like over time, they've kind of seen, you know, they've seen me evolve over, you know, 2018 to now. And it's like, it's like, it seems like he knows something. You know what I mean? And so. But, but be that, honest. So, so like from the, from, okay. So from the time you guys have started, do you guys feel like a lot of progress has been made from the sense of like stuff that they're supposed to be held accountable for and doing versus what you guys are doing? Or do you guys feel like it's like, okay, well shit, we're going to have to just take everything off the plate because they don't know how to execute. And it's just like a tough conversation to have. And you guys should be way further because people just stuff's not just being done and you just don't want to have that conversation. Gotcha. No, I, I think it's fine. Um, I, I, in terms of execution, you know, I, I've led the front on, on a couple of our, of our family projects, like, like by myself and mm -hmm. like done the road work, done driving. Like, I, I don't want to get too into all that, but like, I, yeah. I, I put the legwork in to get that, get that project going. Yeah. So, so like me being the youngest, the eldest brother is like their egos inflate, you know, they're like, oh shit. Like, 
young like little bro is trying to take care of the family like what are we gonna do you know yeah and so, and so they try to figure out how to contribute by themselves so another example of leading by example right where it's like like you put the leg forward and it, and it puts the pressure on everyone else to 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 perform now because it's like everybody has ideas but then when you put your money where your mouth is like you know who's still there right yeah I like that I definitely agree with that, right? It's definitely another like example for us in particular, right? Like, so, you know, we definitely can't speak on other entrepreneurs and other families and, and other business owners, so to speak, but like, are you, we have a very unique dynamic on like how we do business, how we built our family business, how we engage with communities. Um, just, just because of like, what we were trying to build, you know, like as far as like in our family situation and things like that, right? Like, you know, no one's going to believe the younger brothers, right? I think for the longest, still for the longest time, I'm still pretty sure my mom thinks that I just still party, even though I've like lost a bunch of weight and stuff like that. Like, I think she's just now, she's just now deviated over to being one, accepting of my beard. And then two, <laughs> like understanding that like I'm I'm actually actively building things that are worthwhile right um and it's it was more of like you got to break that belief pattern in in your family because they only they only think of like one thing of you right it's they're like ah oh, you know he'll he'll always be like that you know that's the only thing that he'll he'll kind of do whatever when you're like nah that's not the only thing I'm gonna do like I'm gonna show you in fact I, I'm going to do so well that I'm going to put money back in your pocket. And they're like, wait, what? Here, here's, you know, an like <laughs> here's an anecdote about that too. It's so funny. My mom, so, so for part of our family project, it, it does increase the cost of your electricity bill. I'll just say that. So, <laughs> so my mom called me on the phone the other day and she was like, you know, she's like, all right, like you're going to pay me for this electricity bill. Right. Um, and, and it's funny because my mom is like the, the beneficiary of the family. So she's like shelled out a lot of money to people and she, she doesn't mind. Yeah, that she's she's taking care of like everybody in yeah. our family and then, and then in everybody else's family and then some. Yeah. So it's hilarious because she calls me and she's like, all right, like you're going to send me money for this electricity bill. Right. And so she calls me and she says how much, and I send it to her immediately, like in like 30 seconds. Right. And she's like, Oh, is that, is that what this is like? Said so receiving money like can i call anytime <laughs> i was like i was like wow i was like i was like oh she's gonna gonna take advantage of this but but i say that to say that like like yeah definitely the relationship has changed quite a bit um with, with the family uh but it did take time and it took it took like me not fighting them and me just like showing them hey like i'm doing stuff like you can follow me if you want i don't care if you do but like here's what i'm doing and you're he'll back me later you know what i mean or they'll see yeah, a video but, on social media. But for it being like a family business, I mean, like technically you could be like, I mean, well, hey, listen, mom, we're, you know, me and Fung are doing this. Your brothers are doing that. We dad doing this. Like, you know, y'all's contribution is handling the cost of the bill, right? You know, that could be their role and responsibility, right? Which would be a tough conversation to have. So, you know, it, you know, would, would that be the case of like, hey, yeah, we're doing all this stuff, but you handle utility costs. <laughs> like, well, yeah, yeah. We've that's the funny part, right? Is that we've actually had these conversations already. <laughs> like we had these conversations up front. And um, I, it's funny because I, I was talking to our mom about this, uh, just in general, about building our family business. And I, and I told her, I said, you know, had it been had it been six years ago, had it been six or seven years ago, I'd have said, hell no. 
Like I am not building a business with my family and they all suck it. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> since, I, since I've, I've done a lot of personal development, right. Did a lot of like studying, understanding business, and then really want to understand like where I'm trying to, what I'm trying to accomplish in life. And then I'm like, Oh shit. Like I'm in a much better place. It'd be really cool if I had my family with me and stuff like that. Right. We had a, like a cool family project that was like, you know, that's like that you know that that's the american thing right like this family money what's family money you know so we're like what's that like and then here we are right but five years ago i'd be like nah because we were just all of us especially with us there's five five boys right we're all you know all men that have like like crazy egos at some point but we all been humbled over the last like you know 10 years and so we just kind of were able to like come to a different conversation and how we wanted to leave, uh, leave a legacy project as brothers, right? Not necessarily as like, you know, just a family, but we're like, well, you know, what is something that us as brothers want to do? Because, you know, we got each other's back no matter what. It doesn't matter how, how much at the end of the day that, you know, that we argue or fight, but we've always had each other's back at the end of the day. So what happens, again, just hypothetical, I'm not saying this is the case, but you know, business grows within the family dynamic, wildly successful, but you know, you two are basically the forefront of most majority of the success, right? And you have one or two brothers, or maybe let's just say one, you know, black sheep of the business who literally is profiting from it, but has done zero contribution, like nothing, right? And, you know, living it up, like enjoying the money that's coming in, you know, talking about it, celebrating, right? You know, what, you know, in, in this hypothetical universe, like, you know, how would you guys perceive it? Would y'all just be like, all right, whatever, you know, their, their family, it is what it is. They can just enjoy the fruit, fruits of our labor. Or would you be like, okay, resentful and eventually it's the point, but like, look, man, you're not contributing at all. We're still like growing and stuff. You know, we have to cut you from the business, right? You know, we, you know what, what would you guys do in that extreme? Great, great question. So, yeah. so I, I'll take it for sure on this one. Uh, so we actually, it's funny, we had, had this conversation, conversation already. We already had this conversation. In, I'm in so good. In <laughs> like we actually uh, had this conversation. Yeah. So, and, and we said, well, what's the scenario? What, what will we do exactly? Um, and so I, I think it, it comes down to the, the reason and purpose for the business, right? And who am I providing for? So, mm -hmm. so for our family business specifically, in terms of our project, we are only looking at our nucleus, right? Meaning like my mom, my dad, the brothers and the kids like of our, of our main immediate family, not trying to take care of my mom's family and not trying to take care of my dad's family. Like that's, that's outside of scope, if that makes sense. Right. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. so in, in this case, in this specific scenario, I don't care where the, like it, it's split and built for that purpose. So if you want to, if, if you want to live off the family money that we did and, and you can, and you're comfortable, sure. That's your right. Like by all means, like that's what we did it for. Yeah. yeah. And then to, to piggyback on that, right. Like uh, for someone who doesn't really contribute, they just don't have any decision-making power. Right. Yep, they, exactly. Their, their vote on business decisions on like what happens gets forfeited over to one of the siblings. Right. Mm, um, I like that. Right. So this is like, we're, <laughs> we, we as a family, but is that, but, but when you guys say that their vote, their decision gets pushed aside, are they aware of this? Or is this something that you two are just aware? You guys have literally oh, had this conversation. They're aware. No, they're we, aware. we, we, okay. we all sat at a family table and we had these discussions. We're doing this straight Yakuza style, bro. Like nice. we, were not, we were not joking around. <laughs> we're like, we're going to do this. We're going to do this right. 
It's like so, you get a say. Like everybody gets a say. You get but a say. Like in terms of like specific decisions, like that that require the like the touching of the work. It's like the people who the people who put in the work are they gonna be the ones that make the decision, and you're just gonna sign off on it. Like you have to be really, okay with that because like, you like, get a well, vote, but anything. you really don't get a vote. But you get <laughs> yeah. money, so. <laughs> so why don't you guys just take that same that same concept and apply it to the the community? Everyone like working together is gonna be receptive of that. <laughs> right. But how do you make, but see, but that's, that's, what's so interesting about the dynamic, right. Is like, you know, it's a tough conversation from family, but at the same time, people could argue, well, it's my family. We bicker all the time. We, we're going to have tough conversations, whatever, like it's part of it. But then when you're in like a community of people that doesn't have that family dynamic, but you're trying to accomplish this goal and you know that, okay, people are going to be butthurt. Some people are going to be excited by ideas, but they're not going to do shit. Right. You know, and other people are going to do stuff and contribute and, and, and everyone just wants to be like a part of something. But at the end of the day, everyone's aware of the room of these, you know, 80, 20 rule, the 20% of people like, okay, cool. We're going to take validation them. Okay. These guys, they never do shit. Yeah. Okay. Here they are. They're bickering. Right. You know, why not have that conversation, even if they're not receptive and even if it hurts their feelings, do you still do it? I, I think we actually kind of have, uh, in some instances is good. It just goes back to today's like topic in general, right. Is leading by example, right. Is that, the, essentially what we're what we lead with is results and then an explanation later right now i'm going to show you how this works where it works and this is what's going to come from it and then you're gonna be like oh can you tell me how that worked i'm like yes i can actually do you want to be a part of it next time <laughs> right so it, it really comes down to like especially when it comes to community organizations I think about just volunteering, right? Nonprofit organizations and volunteers, right? Volunteers get in there. I have no idea what the hell they're doing. I'm just like, do I move this box? Do I help this person? Should I do this? Like, that's a good question. You probably should do all of those. That's what volunteering is, right? And they're like, oh, I didn't know that. Well, that's what you volunteer your time and you figure it out. Um, but then you know that's that's part of the organization being able to lay out that foundation. Like they're you know us as leaders um, have to put that foundation first. And then people can go, okay, cool, that makes sense. And then they're and the, other little, the other side of that just um, is is like the con like contributions, right? Meaning that like a lot of people don't understand like what's a valuable contribution versus like what's a non like what's a you know what I mean? There is value to a contribution. It's like an idea, not so valuable, kind of. It's like like if, if we were points and if it was out of a hundred, it's like one point, right? <laughs> but yeah. it's like execution. Like half a point. Like points. an idea is like half a point. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's, that's the, the huge knowledge boner moment to end it on for everyone that's here that's tuning in today's episode is no matter what the dynamic is, if you're your own business, you're in a community um, dynamic, uh, a family business, in any case, um, when it comes to outsourcing or delegating tasks, always just lead by example and from leading by example taking the charge moving forward with or without people people will either fall in line and take pace and come along with you and, and be along for the ride or you know they won't but uh still progress will be made and things will get done and you will be viewed as the correct leader as you should be so uh, thank you, as always, Fung and Wally, for showing up today for the episode and for everyone that tuned in. Hope you guys are having a fantastic week, and I'll see you guys again on the next episode, the Knowledge Boner Experience. See you, everyone. Thanks. Thanks for having us.